It's that time again for the assault on your ears. We call Lower Dorks, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. I'm Aaron, and with me as always is Stavros. Tonight on our screens is episode two of season three, The Least Dangerous Game. And in our cups is the traditional pre-hunt beverage. Tell us about it, Stavros. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I have a mimosa. That's just champagne and orange juice. I guess it must be a, maybe for the cranch species, it is kind of a pre-hunt sort of tradition perhaps but for here we we eat it we drink it for brunch so yeah uh potato potato you know or maybe it's just a uh captain freeman thing and cranch just happened to be (laughs) that's right ah but you can never go wrong with orange juice and alcohol yeah i think i i'm already on my i've already had more than one even before we recorded because you know what it's uh, amazing and delicious so yes i as well have already had one one mimosa yeah definitely just one yeah definitely just um one (laughs) Um. awkward anyways yes (laughs) yeah let's um let's actually before we get into the episode um there are some other things happening this week that that was kind of interesting i think worth talking about so the annual star trek las vegas convention happened and I'm going to post these links in the episode description as well. But uh, there is some kind of fun Lower Decks uh, cosplay going on there. Wait, is it cosplay or is it cosplay? Because it's like cosplay, costume, cosplay, right? Yeah, however you know. want to say it. You know, no judgments. Oh, I'm I'm silently judging you. Okay, that it doesn't. You can't say silent when you're outwardly judging. That that's not how that works. Anyway, well, I'm doing both. Uh, <laughs> okay okay both. i am both outwardly and inwardly judging you fair enough fair enough uh but the first one is the fan dance rutherford from uh the first season episode where if you recall rutherford has to do the fan dance while Shaq steals the romulan ship from the vulcan museum so somebody did the fan dance rutherford from that pretty amazing the second one which i think got uh, a lot of uh internet attention was yeah, uh somebody so who did the uh no. I know the Shaq's Ta'ana naked time thing. So, so it's a, a bigger dude and he has this like stuffed Dr. Ta'ana hugging onto him and he's wearing like flesh colored boxers. So it looks like, yeah, he's naked. I, I didn't need to see that dude. <laughs> Could have gone my whole I think the internet life did. without knowing that existed. <laughs> well, now you did. It's burned into your brain. Apparently there's also a match. The Beluga cosplay as well as Badgie. And uh, in the last link I posted, you can see that they, they were the, one of the finalists for the costume competition. I think the Badgie cosplay cosplay actually won. So there is that. But I, I thought the uh, the Beluga cosplay was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite out of those? No, all did a pretty good job. You can kind of like... there there's there's The costume contests at Vegas are always really, really good. Yeah honestly like this winning crowd like i'm not trying to trash on them because they're all like great costumes but they're not like as diverse as they usually are right Mm. Um, sure like you just you always see weird stuff like the deanna troy is a cake costume con costume one one year (laughs) yeah there's always people as borg that come out that just do amazing work totally when uh into darkness came out like there was one guy who did just a phenomenal job on the like main bad guy aliens in that episode. Right. Just just such such great stuff. Talented people, you know, putting the work in every year. Definitely. But yeah, yeah gotta love Badgie. 
it was kind of surprising to see the badgie costume and it's pretty solid work it's got to be hot in there too man i can't even imagine hopefully they have some sort of cooling unit it's large <laughs> enough that they shouldn't have the room <laughs> yeah so anyway that was uh that was something fun and, and like i said you can check out the episode description for those links and something else fun that came out over this last week variety posted a uh, interview with um uh what's his face boimler the boimler actor jack quaid, jack quaid. And... jesus man what's his yes. face <laughs> we're doing a podcast about the man show for christ's sake I know, I know. Yeah, I, I totally remember his names name. is my bit. Come on, buddy, get on board here. <laughs> I, I'm infringing on your bit a little you're, bit. I'm you're sorry. The well you can you can silently man. and outwardly by the I'm the guy who forgets me. everything. Anyway, um, in this interview, it's about a lot of different things. You know, he's one of the key actors on The Boys, and and of course this show. Uh, but he talks a little bit about the Strange New Worlds Lower Decks crossover. And I'm sorry to say, he does tell everyone um, in this interview that it is not a Who Framed Roger Rabbit situation. There's no mix of live action and I, um, Come on, we all knew this cartoon. was <laughs> Did we, though? I did. I think you're the only one. I think you're the only one who thought it was going to be a Roger Rabbit-style <laughs> encounter. I was secretly hoping. Yeah. But no, they're they're going to be playing their uh, their own characters, which is kind of fun. So purple hair and everything. Yeah, you know who I hope shows up in that episode hmm. is Cranch. We need to see a live action Cranch. <laughs> Do we though? Uh, Do we really need more Predator in the Star Trek universe? You know what, man? I just want to see that dude in live action. I mean, it would look amazing, <laughs> or could look amazing. So. It could also look like garbage. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it could go either way. Here's hoping. But shall we talk about the least dangerous game? Um, no, I think we're done. I think we've no, covered enough. Just, just ground. Now. Yeah, yeah, we that's can skip fine. over. <laughs> well, let me at least go into the synopsis of this episode. So, uh, the least dangerous game. Well, Ransom, your boy Ransom, makes ineffective command decisions that annoy Mariner and put Billups and Rutherford in danger. Boimler decides he is now bold Boimler and agrees to be hunted by a predator-like alien. You know, I, I know you said I could do a editorial pass on your synopsis if I wanted to. Yeah. And, and you know, uh-huh. I wanted to, but I read it and it, it was just to. so broken. I like couldn't even, I, it was so wrong. Like just throw the whole thing out. <laughs> Ineffective command decisions. I'm sorry. Did yeah. they fix the space elevator? Yes. Do they save the people from the sentient volcano? What? Yes. Everything <laughs> works out in the end. Mariner learns an important lesson. Ransom comes in at the final hour and saves the day. Yeah. Ransom knew what he was doing. He was right all along. <laughs> Secondly, Boimler is being hunted not by a predator like Alien. That alien is a predator. It is a Literally alien a predator. that hunts. Yes. Well, I was referring to the 1980s. Oh, you mean uh, what are they? The Yatija or Yacha or whatever they're called? Something like that. Yeah, do a little research next time, man. Oh, dang! Dang! You're 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 attacking my predator research. I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I have to silently and outwardly judge you for that one. (laughs) Yeah, judge my superiority. Me and Ransom looking down on you. I do want to talk about Ransom because there's so much to, to, to talk about here. Let's let's actually go into the how the episode starts off. We get the Martok cameo right up front. They are, of course, playing Batleths and Binuchs, which um, I did a little internet research that translates as cowards, by the way. So oh, you know, just no Klingon cowards. off the top of your head? No. Yeah. No. I was a little disappointed by this scene. 
Oh, really? Yeah, you know, I thought it was going to lean more into the uh, Klingon VCR game from back in the day. Oh, but yeah. In fact, I, that's what occurred to me first, too. Yeah, well, even when they first showed this, that was like, I don't even remember us talking about the previews. And I'm like, yeah, this is totally going to be this kind of callback. Martok isn't actually going to be <laughs> in the series. And I was right. Yeah. I was just a little disappointed. There's no experience beige. Yeah, I was yeah. just a little disappointed that it was more, you know, video D&D than it was... Uh, <laughs> Oh, what is even would the you name would you want I mean game? yeah I mean we play D and D um, and I don't know how I feel about having a computer based uh, dungeon master that seems like it just is going to be a bad time well you know is it any different though than when like the uh, holodeck you know whips up a program from you know a few uh, keywords of input yeah I feel like they've got the tech to do it but we don't yeah how how do you feel about the you know if they're gonna I mean th- would they just might as well be on the holodeck. Instead of just playing, you know, there's there's something about a bunch of people sitting around a table playing a board game. Yeah, it's hard to really (laughs) do a little. Yeah, get your little little miniatures out. Yeah, that's fun. I wonder why the I wonder what the the rationale is because you know D and D you know as we know is kind of experiencing this like renaissance right now. So I wonder if that if someone just was really into D and D on the production team was like let's just work in some D and D. And well, just I mean, the it's DCR now board games never came out. It's kind of a part of the uh, pop culture now. It's no longer this yeah. weird, creepy thing in the corner. So, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, maybe they're setting up for some merchandising. You never know. I would Ooh. play Batless and Binux. Is it Binux? <laughs> Binux. Uh, they never actually pronounce it in the show. So, alas, there is that. Yeah. I know. I love the Martok cameo. His uh, voice acting. They even. It's so over the top that even the in-universe characters comment on it. That's yes. how over the top the voice. But you acting know, I was. love two things about this this whole scene. Teddy okay. is like way too into it. Like her just first, <laughs> yeah, and you're like ah, and then <laughs> I swear to God, is Martok looking at the dice rolls? Like I yeah. noticed it a couple of times where mm-hmm. somebody would roll, yeah, and he would like lean to that side of the screen. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They got the tech for it. It's just, it's a mm-hmm. little unexpected and uh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, there's a little more going on there besides just a, a video playback. It's very, very lifelike where he's looking at the the uh, characters and the yeah, dice rolls. It's and probably stuff, dynamically so it's animating. Yeah, totally. I love it. Well, let's see. Let's let's talk about Vendome getting promoted to captain, though. WTF? <laughs> did Vendome you did you recall who that was off the top of your head? Like, no, yeah, the bully like, guy. I immediately was all like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> Doesn't this guy just like constantly like spend entire episodes in peril?" And I yeah. did. I had to go back yes. and look it up, and I forgot. Yeah, he is the dude who f's up the Crystal Planet mission. Like, yeah, come uh-huh. on! All you had to do was bring a case <laughs> with a crystal in it, but instead yeah. you brought some wood. Ah, yeah. man, he spends an entire episode That's... under a conference room table. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't remember. I know. I know he's, like, in the background of a lot of episodes, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's Captain Vendome, man. Yeah. I, I do question that, though, because, I mean, like, I'm fairly certain he was an ensign, right? The last time we saw him? I think so, Which yeah. Think he just got like sped last promoted. Season. Yeah, like, he went from ensign to captain in, like, a few months. Yeah. What is this Star Trek Online? Jesus. It's weird. I mean, we only see him getting in these like bad situations, but obviously he's done he's done good work that we haven't seen off screen or something. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of say. those right place, right time. Captain was Could dead. Be. He just kind of took over. Nobody had the heart yeah. to promote him. <laughs> 
And how do you feel about him stacking his uh, bridge crew with Volians? They, we've seen this before. They're, we've had the Vulcan, all Vulcan uh, crew in well, DS9. Well, like an all Cisco... Vulcan ship, so that kind of made sense, yeah. right? Okay. Like, it mm-hmm. makes sense. It's probably built by Vulcans, and even though it's a part of Starfleet, you know, whatever. Mm, but the whole, right. like, I'm captain now, so I'm replacing the entire senior staff with Bullions. I feel like there would be an admiral who would be like, yeah, that field promotion is gone. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it felt, you know, a little, little, little weird. A little weird. Get it together, Vendome. Well, I mean, on, maybe man. he has it together. Maybe he's just that good that nobody wants to challenge anything. <laughs> he's got the ins with the admiralty. And he's they're, all, just they're like, all like, just well, in his first mission, he defeated an entire Borg Armada. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, let him do whatever he wants with his bridge crew, apparently. Apparently. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Boimler's plot in this episode. So, Boimler, I, I'm a little, a little disappointed that they're going back to like Boimler having confidence issues, kind of, or maybe he's having. It's just he just wants to get promoted and he's not getting the opportunities that he wants. So he need, he feels like he needs to take more risks and say yes to more opportunities. So this strongly reminded me of TNG's uh, Tapestry, where Picard, you know, in the God, alternate universe episode. just doesn't want... You know I well, hate that episode. You? Why do you bring it up every chance you get? <laughs> more, more sort of I am like an accomplished, you know, veteran, and I'm learning life <laughs> lessons that most people learn at 12. Like... Damn. Come on. Picard. Well, you know what? Boimler's learning the same lessons here, is he not? He needs to take risks. He needs to say yes to more things, try more things. Yeah, that is very so. true. Um, but, he, you know, in typical, 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 typical Boimler fashion, <laughs> he goes way overboard. It's true. I mean, to be fair, though, it, it does end up in his favor. Like, he, he says a lot of people are going to drop positive things to the captain and stuff. So, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's all gotta, gotta get out That's there exactly and uh, rub elbows with the important yeah. people, find those right. common connections. I do want to comment on something about this though. Mm-hmm. I think Lundy is my new favorite character. And, <laughs> yes, like his voice, like is just amazing. That that ridiculous accent when they introduce him and he's all like <laughs> looming in the shadows. Ah, uh, we don't see more of him. I'm just I'm I'm gonna be disappointed. He was great. Is he? He's a, he's one of the only enlisted ranked people I've seen on lower decks. You, we got the a close up of his uniform. Yeah, in this, uh, episode. and that's that's what I'm assuming. You know, uh, that was what was going on there. Yeah, it's got to be. It's hard to see exactly what's going on there, but it's not the usual rank preps. Didn't we previously see him in like the transporter room? So I think they're going like a Chief yes. O'Brien thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right. I do, I do want to pull it back around, though, to the creepiness. Like, that creepy factor was just mm-hmm. amazing. Like, turned it up to 11. <laughs> I know they kind of established <laughs> that, you know, no, even after, like, Boimler stopped being afraid of him, he still came off as creepy to me, right? I'm hoping yeah. this is like a lawn suitor situation, where it's going to turn <laughs> out he's like a serial killer. Yes. Yeah, make that episode happen. It's it's just waiting in the wings. He's He's getting more and more screen time, and now he's got lines and... In, you know, you know, up front and interacting with the main characters. It's only a matter of time until something happens. Either he's going to get promoted to his own captaincy, or he's going to go yep. all suitor on people. Yeah, he's going to wind up murdering a bunch of people. I'm on board for this. That's right. I'd love to see that episode. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah, besides murder. A comedy. Ooh, they could do like a whole, uh, like a Clue-style episode, where at the end it turns <laughs> out it's, you know, <laughs> Chief Lundy. I'm on board. Let's make it, make happen. it happen. 
Oh, geez. So many, so many fun references in this episode. Uh, there's TNG references all over the place in here. We got the spring ball that Boimler gets uh, involved in. Well, spring ball, I think, showed up all over the place. It was in TNG and DS9. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the aliens, like, feeling mm-hmm. like a TNG reference. Yeah. And I swear to God, I have heard Delanians, like, being referenced and being, like, famous for their baths. But I don't know where that's oh, from. I missed that one. Yeah, I hmm. don't know. I couldn't find it anywhere, so I'm going to assume that I'm wrong. I just that was that was the first thing I put in my notes when their their name popped yeah. up. I'm like, oh yeah, the yeah. Lydians, famous for their baths. Yeah, I did some some research around it. I couldn't find any uh, any references to things, but who knows? Who Maybe knows? you're right. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but these Delanians, very reminiscent of the Edo from uh, the Wesley tripping into a flower bed yes, episode. Yes, the absurd so. death penalty episode right, happens exactly. way too often. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Billups having the Audi and that's the reason why he's getting sentenced to death? Well, I mean, that's I think that's just, you know, the icing on the cake. <laughs> I do wonder, though, because, like, isn't, like, your innie and Audi, like, it's all about how they cut the umbilical cord or something? Is it? So, like, I don't know. I feel like in the future there would be some sort of, like, standardized, like, laser cutting method or something. Like, I don't Hmm. know. I I would think that that wouldn't be an issue anymore. Hmm. Maybe on uh, Billups' home planet, the uh, the royal people get uh, the the cord cut differently. It it does lead, though, to the uh, best line in the entire series thus far. (laughs) Which is? Rutherford's RB buttons are out and about. Oh, man. <laughs> that was pretty great. I, we just need to sell belly shirts with that on it. <laughs> I think they just need to sell uh, the lower decks uniform with just it's just torn off in the midriff, and, just, uh, <laughs> and that's the cosplay. Oh cosplay, my god! Cosplay. Terrible, terrible, absolutely <laughs> bothered, absolutely awful. Let's see what else can we go to from here. Speaking of random other references, of course we get the uh, the orbital lift skydiving we spoke to before on a previous episode. Very clearly a reference to the Star Trek 2009 skydiving onto the uh, drill platform scene. So that was cool to see. What else did you notice? By the way, it's kind of a kind of a non sequitur here, but did you notice the quality of the animations? Like it's increased in this episode. There are a few scenes, especially I'm thinking of the ones with. Or Tendi is gets out of the shower and she's talking to Boimler. She like oh, does man. a lot of you know uh, what? gestures. There is. There, I feel like people are like they're a lot more animated, but not in like yeah. the like cartoony way we saw previously, where it's only right. for like action scenes and it's always like over the top animation. There's a lot more subtle animation now. But you brought yeah. up the Tendi towel scene, and this scene bothers <laughs> me. Oh, and I'm going to tell you that? why. When she comes okay. into the scene. She's drying her hair. Why? <laughs> From the sonic shower. Is she drying her hair. <laughs> it's a sonic shower. Like where how did her hair get wet? I god. Uh, Are towels really needed too? Can't you just like get yeah, dressed? You would after think the you sound? would be completely dry and clean. You know what come to think of it, would you even really need to take off your clothes? Oh, I don't know. I, I guess know. you don't want the dirt getting but like sonic off your body maybe maybe she wasn't sonic showering maybe she was like in the pool or something oh okay yeah and they have talked about going swimming in yeah is it just in station ops maybe uh, she was she was swimming with matt yeah she uh <laughs> yeah uh they mentioned going swimming in station ops in a previous episode right yeah, yeah a couple times so that's I what i was saying maybe she she wasn't showering yeah, yeah that could be it 
who knows uh but yeah there's there's that scene and then there's the uh the the ransom doing squats where like the butt animation i mean this, this is weird how it's like the, you know, towel the scene butt animation butt though scene, the but... butt animation is totally a gag like that's the only reason to do that that's true <laughs> that is true yeah i've seen i mean these are just evidence of uh some new animation i feel like increased animation quality there's a lot going on especially in the crunch uh chase sequences we're seeing the characters do stuff that they haven't done in um in previous episodes so yeah. it's nice to see the quality increase speaking of crunch are we gonna slide into that side uh, or that that a plot there totally yeah let's talk about crunch a little bit yeah let's what talk was your about what crunch. was your knee jerk I-, I got several so first off when we first see crunch he's walking around the lounge and he's wearing right. a helmet why yes. is he wearing a helmet in the <laughs> lounge he doesn't wear it in the rest of the episode he clearly doesn't Mystery. need it why why the helmet oh my god and also then he takes off the helmet and Uh there are now turians in star trek apparently why oh my god i smell lawsuits incoming oh wow do do turians (laughs) like to hunt do i not remember mass effect that well i mean i don't uh, don't think to this degree i yeah i'm lost (laughs) it's funny it's we we talked about it before how uh, mcmahon has kind of described cranch as a like a reverse Tosk. So you figure out Tosk from the DS9 episode, he wanted to be prey, but this guy, like his whole identity is based upon. Actually, I don't think Tosk really wanted to be prey. I think, Did, uh, didn't that he was want just, to? Well, yeah, but he felt he had to, like that was his purpose okay. in life. And yeah. then, you know, after he decides not to, the hunters show up and are like, yeah, we're just going to kill everybody. And then he's like, Oh, I better go back to being hunted. <laughs> right. Or uh, maybe I'm misremembering that episode. I don't know. No, you're right. I mean, here it's. I mean, I assume if you're if you feel like you're going to be in the hunter situation from the start, you have a little bit more control over the situation. Whereas, you know, if you're prey, then you know, what are you going to do? The hunter's going to come after you. So, I love the voluntary nature of his uh, hunties. He's just going. <laughs> I know he asks. Hey, he's so nice. Hunted? You want to be hunted? Yeah. He has a lot of people. Like, hey, I like, got he's in the background talking to people to see if they want to be yeah. hunted. Everybody's like, nah. Yeah. I know, good on Boimler for stepping up and getting hunted. I gotta say, I, this this episode made me feel really dumb. Because the entire episode, <laughs> I'm like, oh, how's he gonna get out of this? How's he gonna get out of this? You know, there's no way he's gonna <laughs> right. be able to defeat this guy. And it's like, right. and I'm just like, well, they're not gonna kill him off. And it never even occurred to me that, like, every last sign in the episode is pointing to the fact that it's catch and release. He's not actually going to kill anyone, you know? <laughs> I mean, even when he's the captain, he tells the captain, and she's all like, oh, yeah, yeah well, good, have fun That's with fine. that. And, like, that should have been like, oh, she knows what's going on. He's not going to be killed. <laughs> nope, just never yeah. set into my brain. Apparently, I'm yeah. not as smart as I thought so. I had the same problem where he, he catches up to Freeman. He's like, Captain, help me. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, is she just letting Boimler get killed just for no reason? God, I'm then, glad I'm no, not she the knew. that's dumb. You know? No, <laughs> totally not. Definitely not. Yeah. It was fun. I love the uh, the selfie stick. Uh, take a picture with your prey at the end. That was pretty Oh, funny. yeah, great. And one more for the boys back home. <laughs> one more for the boys. Boimler could, I mean, that spear, like, through his shoulder, that wasn't that far from, a, from like, a spear through the heart. He would have yeah. He would have had to do the Picard artificial heart situation there. oh man they totally should have done that it would have been amazing <laughs> and he could have always been out talking about how he's just like picard he has an artificial heart now i know yeah like, wow, oh, that would have been that would have been great for him yes that was great and also I, I also loved during the uh the chase through cetacean ops 
he like he just escapes through sedation ops and just the goat takes like a random jeffrey's tube that just spits him out with a bunch of like water, water just into yeah. a random corridor well i mean it's probably <laughs> one of those where it's all like you know a not not an airlock but like a water lock is that what you call it or is it still an airlock sure it's just you know an airlock that goes to water rather than space i don't know right. i'm not a space <laughs> engineer but the point is, <laughs> it's probably like that. He probably just got in there, and it's supposed to, you know, drain the water and replace like, it with air. Yeah. But since he's, he's like, on nope. the run, he jumps out. Yeah. I do love, though, that the belugas call him out on being a total drama magnet. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, boy, we're always causing so much drama. He's yeah. a drama magnet. You know, I was hating was on Cetacean Ops in the beginning, but it's growing on me. Okay. That's good. To, that's, I'm glad to hear that. Anything else about Cranch, or should we continue on yeah. to your, your boy? Uh, well, Ransom. you know, you know, I want to move on to Ransom, but I just once again got to say, live action Crom Sapien, maybe in like lower decks, <laughs> not lower decks. This is uh, lower decks. Maybe in like uh, Strange New Worlds, so they can have him, yeah. you know, hunting Gorn or something. Yeah, be a great episode. I'd love it. Make it happen. Let's do. Uh, let's have the the uh, lower decks guys talk to the Strange New Worlds guys and just just make it happen. Indeed, legitify that. Uh, Whatever the hell their species called, crom sapioids. Crom sapioids. Sapiens. <laughs> Supians. But let's talk about your boy. Yeah, your ransom. Boy ransom. He he, he got so much screen time. Saves the day. <laughs> I do like. He causes the problems. I do like that this time they showed him to be fallible. That's true. You know, but here's the thing: was it really that wrong of him to try and give people a chance to you know branch out and try new things? Especially no, you're right such- there a friendly race i mean how could he have known yeah. they were going to turn out to be murderous psychopaths that's true i mean somebody didn't do their research though clearly like if these people are known federation uh either members or you know people we interact with someone's got to know that you don't show the audi belly button or else you're going to get murdered by their baby god well you know what it probably never came up you know i mean how often <laughs> are people hanging out with their belly buttons out do, do other alien <laughs> races have innies and outies I mean, have we ever even seen a Klingon belly button? I don't know. I don't think so. Not that uh, I, can think I of. bet we have, and we're just not remembering it. I was worried, though, man. Like, he was... I mean, luckily, he came to his senses. And, uh, I mean, at the... Talk about the last second, though. Jesus. Worried about really Ransom? To... He is all that is Starfleet. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, you were right at first. Like, okay, people need to branch out. But, like, the second st- uh, shit started to get real... I mean, come on, man. He should have uh, he should have gone down there much faster you know than he did. I, Instead, he's watching YouTube about how to re- do repairs on his pad. I don't think that was YouTube. I think that was an instruction manual. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> it, it reminds me of me trying to fix my car by uh, look, watching YouTube on my phone. Or installing child car seats, actually, is the most recent instance. Wait, child car seats? Isn't that like a three-step process? You'd think that it was It's that like easy. you put it in place and you run the belts through the car seat? Like, isn't that it? It Sometimes. You know what? I'm not going to get into my capability or lack thereof about installing child car seats. Let's talk about Ransom here. But yeah, I, I'm glad he. I'm glad he fessed up. At least he acknowledged his his problems. He didn't, his, fess uh, up. He didn't problems. do anything wrong. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I was a little too hard on you. You know what? But that's what she needs. You know. Yeah, she does need someone to to keep her on the straight and narrow. That's true. He's doing. He's doing what needs to be done. Yeah, apparently he's doing good work. She hasn't been in the brig in what did they say weeks. I know, yeah. He's he's getting it right. He's uh, he's improving her. I also love how he, uh, you know, when he when he tears off his uh, clothes and he is is resolving the issue with these guys, he uses the same speech <laughs> that he had with the crystal people. The same speech. It's that like 
That's his go-to diplomacy methodology. <laughs> Tear off shirt, give speech about not being so different. It's literally the same speech. Though we come from different worlds. Definitely went to the Kirk School of Leadership. <laughs> diplomacy, yes. Yeah. I love how this actually, um, it kind of legitimizes the command division people being the diplomats. Which we haven't really seen outwardly said, aside from like captains and first officers being the diplomat people that people go to. It's like, clearly, you know, in this in this predicament, the command people needed to be resolving the diplomacy issue and the engineers needed to be doing the engineering problem. Yeah, but I didn't think, I mean, like, who would have guessed there was going to be a diplomacy yeah. problem? Literally, you're right like, about that. what were they even doing down there? They were just down there <laughs> hobnobbing. It wasn't even like real diplomacy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're just hanging out by the pool. And uh, going back to the ripping off clothes here, I'm gonna we're gonna have an uncomfortable You're conversation stuck about on ransom. The ripping off clothes. Yes, because it was it was very obvious, and uh, you know the, the man works out obviously, but do people do people wax their chests in the 24th century? It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Some people just like to be less hairy. What can what can they say? That's true. He, he could be just naturally that way too. I but, I understand. You know, so as a, uh, her suit fellow who is one step from being a panda. Um, <laughs> you may not understand this, but uh, yes, yeah. Sometimes not having uh, hairy bits all over your bits is uh, kind of comfortable. Yeah, I understand. It's the way to go. I just uh, I'm wondering because right now, you know, in in modern times, you know, you it's harder to be a man in movies or whatever without waxing. So. They probably in Is the future have some sort of advanced hair removal process, oh. like super you think he's laser done like the perma removal. Hair removal. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. God, this this discussion has gotten super weird, dude. What are we doing <laughs> right now? We're discussing a cartoon character's lack of hair. <laughs> you know he's supposed to be so much like Riker but he's Riker you know is much hairier than than uh well originally Kevin though Hansen, Riker so. wasn't you know I mean literally yeah. growing the beard was named after him because <laughs> that's right the second he came into that his is own, true he grew a beard yeah so maybe Ransom's gonna grow a beard yeah he's he's gonna let the stubble become the full-on beard indeed it, it add some body hair in there Anything else you want to say about this? No, we need to... This conversation is taking the <laughs> turn on. for the Superman. <laughs> so let's focus on the wider scene. Okay. And the the big question here um, that's on everyone's mind, why doesn't the mm-hmm. psychic baby have legs? Is there no legs? He doesn't have any legs No in that legs chat? whatsoever, and I don't know why. Like, heck? is it a reference to something? I get the whole, like, mind power and... You know, not needing mm. legs or whatever, and right. I don't know. It just seems very, very strange to me. I did not notice that at all. He was. I know he's being carried by someone, but I did not notice the lack of legs. And you know, I could be wrong. It could just be this. one of those things where, like, the angles make it look like he has no legs. But no, I'm telling yeah. you, I did not see any. <laughs> he legs just has there. no legs. Yeah, this maybe it's to like parallel the computer or something because it doesn't have legs. But then why does the baby have mm. arms? None of this scene makes any <laughs> sense to me. You got to be able to gesticulate, you know. I, I don't think you do if you're psychic. I feel like you can talk directly to people's minds. I do love, though, the uh, balance of power on the <laughs> alien planet because they, they <laughs> in the previous episode mentioned all the evil robots that took over, yeah. right? Uh-huh, and now yeah. this planet is being ran by a uh, 
a what do you call it sentient volcano well the sentient volcano i don't even think he's in charge <laughs> he's just a thing that's there it's the balance. It's like the three act. branches of government. Yeah, yeah, between the psychic baby <laughs> and the sentient computer. Yeah. You know what? And I'm sorry, going back to the baby for a second, I just called up the episode, and you're totally right. The baby has no legs, and yeah, it's weird no as hell. It's really weird. Like, I can even <laughs> let the white hair go, because, like, that's, like, yeah. a trope of, you know, yeah. psychic powers makes your hair go white for some reason. <laughs> Although I just right. realized, like, everybody else in that scene also has white hair. Do do all of those yes. aliens have white hair? I think so. It's like the Edo, where like they all have the similar color skin and hair for some reason. Yeah, you're right. I can't tell if it's white or if it's more like a yeah. No, it's all. It's like a cream white. or white or yeah. something. Sometimes. Which that's another yeah. thing I noticed, and I don't know if this is, applies, but like most of these people that we see, for some reason their heads are slightly different colors than the rest of their body. Did you notice this? Hmm. No, I didn't. They don't, That's they really don't, crazy. They don't wear a lot of clothes, right? So, like, it obviously right. can't be from, you know, sun exposure. Like, what's the deal hmm. there? I don't know. Someone uh, had a little issue in the uh, animation, I the need, animation I computer, maybe. Here. I can accept a psychic baby and a sentient computer and a, sent- <laughs> a sentient computer and a talking volcano running an alien <laughs> planet, but people yeah. with two different skin cones... Skin, skin, That's bullshit. Skin cones. It, it, skin cones. You know, Cone. it, 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 it. It makes no my sense. My disbelief I, I only reaches so far. Okay. I understand. They'll have to stew about it. No, I think I'm just going to move on. Okay. Do you have something else to 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 uh, talk about? I actually do have one more thing I want to talk about, and this may just be me. Okay. And I don't know because okay. I, I didn't notice it in the last episode. But is it just me, or are the pylons on the Cerrito shorter? I don't know. You know, speaking of the Cerritos, this is the first time in this season that we've seen the Cerritos with the deck, with the uh, hull plating back on. So maybe they've made some kind of changes, but I didn't notice the the pylons being shorter. No, do they seem shorter to you? They do. I. It's like every shot I see it in, and I don't know. Maybe like my like aspect ratio is screwed up, so everything mm. is shorter, and I just didn't notice it on anything but the Cerritos. But yeah, I don't know. It just looks different to me, and it kind of makes me feel like it looks a little bit better. Maybe it's just growing on me, but I, it feels like they're shorter. I found one of the shots right now. It looks the same to me, but who knows? I know they've... I, I have seen some things about some other changes, like they, um, the running lights on the left or on the port and starboard side of the ships have been fixed. But, I mean, nothing is more drastic like changing the pylon length. So Yeah, I don't know. It definitely looks different to me. Hmm. Because, like, before, it, they looked dangly, whereas now they just look more like an extension of the ship. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Interesting. Uh, it's bothering me, and I can't get it out of my mind. I can't tell. We need to get Thomas back on this uh, this show and talk about the ship, maybe. Yeah, good luck at that. Over. After last time, yeah. I don't think he's ever coming back. <laughs> I don't blame him. Well, do you have anything else, or should we wrap things up here? You know what? I could talk for hours about the weird stuff in this episode. This episode, and I was all like, it's just not as funny as previous episodes. And I realized it's not even that it's not as funny, because it's not as funny, but it's just full of weird stuff, you know? From, like, beginning to end, the weird legless psychic baby, you know, the alien... You say I focus on weird details? Skin tones. Yeah. Just, oh, man. The Cranch wearing a helmet indoors for no reason... Ah, uh, so many questions. Yeah, I get it. I don't think you. You know, some some details just weird you out. Some details weird me out. It's just how how this thing goes. 
Well, you know what? I think we've said all we can, so... Yeah, I uh, am all out of OJ, so uh, I think I'm going to have to make a run for the store. Hmm. Of course, you can catch us again next week as we carry on noticing obscure, irrelevant details in episode three (laughs) of season three. Or in the meantime, you can catch us on Twitter at Lower Dorks. Or you can join the hunt and chase a small screaming man through dark corridors for fun. Wait, is, is it me? <laughs> <laughs>